Welcome to Pleb Chain Radio, a live show brought to you by Plebs for Plebs, which focuses on the intersection of Nostra and Bitcoin protocols. Join QW and Avi as they run down the weekly news and developments, breaking down the current thing and the future frontier with the foundation of decentralization, the builders, thinkers, doers, and plebs. We are live. Welcome, gentle plebs. Wow, we we have got a phenomenal show today. Uh, we got to have a massive voice reveal. Gondalorian, not I mean, none of us have heard him speak. We don't know what he sounds like. He's got his hand up already. Hang on, Corn. You you, <laughs> we'll get you on. Um, yeah. So I wonder what he sounds like. QW, do you? I, I'm, I'm picturing uh, definitely a Mandalorian-esque uh, voice. Uh, I think, uh, you know, you can't have the name without the uh, the whole repertoire, you know. It's it's a big, it's, those are big shoes yeah. to fill. The other thing I'll say, QW, is let's, uh, we shouldn't get ahead of our skis and assume, as, assume their gender here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, right? I mean, you never know. So we'll find out. We'll find out soon enough. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Condalorian with our good friend Main Street Chunkus from the Nostra Report and Condalorian, of course, both from the Nostra Report, will do our lightning round. And then the wonderful Marseille with an on on the ground uh, review of what of the events at Nostrica. Let me see if she's joined yet, but I'm I'm sure she will soon enough. So yeah, big show. But uh, got to start with this one, QW, Bitcoin at ninety. Uh, sorry, Bitcoin at a million dollars in 90 days. It's happening. What do you think? Ah, uh, I think we're what? What we got? 84 days left, something like that. It's uh, it, it didn't. Something it, like that. Yeah, it, it the 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 trajectory of those days are really counting down. I I don't know. Um, uh, I would never bet on that. I'm just kind of a stack and chill guy. But uh, it's oh, uh, yeah. it, it, it's funny. Um. Yeah, uh, it'll bring the FOMO in, and I and I could see how you can just totally just go green candle, uh, and, and go parabolic. But uh, you know, I think with the, with their tightening the on ramps and off ramps, uh, we'll, it's going to get hairier. Um, and I think we'll talk about that uh, later in the show. So, yeah, what are well, your no, thoughts? Look, I think so. Maybe for some of the folks in the audience who are not familiar with this guy, Balaji Srinivasan, right? He he started this company called Earn.com, uh, which was then acquired by Coinbase. So he, he I, I, this was about almost 10 years ago now, seven or eight years ago. And he joined Coinbase and he was the CTO for a while. And so he has a long history of shitcoinery. Yeah. The the really frustrating thing about him is he's an intelligent dude. And I've I've listened to some of his speeches, some of his appearances on podcasts. He he can really articulate. The Bitcoin value proposition. In fact, there was this seven or eight hour series he did with Robert Breedlove about a year and a half ago. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually really worth digging into the uh, uh, Robert Breedlove's pod, pod, the What Is Money podcast and listening to that because he really articulates Bit, Bitcoin's value proposition, Austrian economics, and just a really interesting worldview. But then that guy almost immediately pivots into shitcoinery. So it's a it's a really frustrating thing about someone who seem seemingly understands Bitcoin and and all the things that we are, we're passionate about, um, and and then just you know launches into this nonsense. So he, 
so obviously the 90 day thing is is ridiculous right i i don't think any of us and we're all sort of bitcoin fundamental most of us are bitcoin fundamentalists here none of us believe that it's going to be a 90 day thing but a lot of the underlying issues he's pointing to i agree with right and and, and you mentioned the closing the exits right he's talking about that the on ramps and the off ramps right right uh, and 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 with all the all these banks being effectively insolvent he's he's pulled out some really good uh, start, uh, memos from a lot of the regulators, the Fed, FDIC, that talk about this. That and effective in footnotes where they've hidden things like them knowing that almost over 200 of these regional banks are effectively insolvent because they'd led them to believe until 2021 that yeah, don't worry about it. We're going to keep rates at z- zero. Uh, so park your funds in these long dated ten year treasuries. And then what do you know, they hike rates at the highest rate they ever have, or I think since Volcker in the 80s, right? And now uh, because the rates are up, the interest rate, uh, the yields go up, obviously the bond prices go down. uh, And now they're sitting, all all these banks are sitting on massive unrealized losses, right? It's it's not realized until until all the withdrawals uh, start happening. And Silicon Valley banks saw a bit of that, or we saw that, not a bit of that, so quite a bit of that. Which is why they went under, but it's uh, he, so he points to that potentially happening across the board for all of these regional banks. So that would be scary, and the the only exit at that point is either physical gold or Bitcoin, and we all know you know the issues with physical gold. Right, right. Well, physical gold was like popular when when you only traveled like average of thirty miles. It would not. It's not really a global thing, you know. If I had a wagon and stuff, that'd be cool, but. Uh, I don't know. It's just not. It's kind of outdated. I, I, if you have a ledger like uh, Bitcoin, yeah. I, it's it's there's too much trust involved to be you know to to really go back to gold. I, I'm not. It's not like I don't appreciate gold. I just don't. I don't think it's real at this point in, in regards to pricing. Um, maybe if the uh, the world crashed, you'd find something about it. But I, I just don't feel safe traveling around with pockets of gold either. Uh, you see it all the time in the news. Yeah. People, uh, people trying to travel just across the state, you know, across the country line, and, they, and they're caught for smuggling. It's like, come on, like I, I'm all set on that. Um, but yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. I it, and it's it's it, it's interesting the the, the on ramps. I mean, you're talking about the banks that are going down, uh, and, and it almost it's going outside in. But it's interesting that it started with a three. Three crypto-oriented banks um, were kind of the start. Um, it's 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 almost like they are you know targeting targeting the on ramps of crypto. Uh, and when I say crypto, uh, you know it's crypto as a whole. But in the end, I think it's going to come from Bitcoin. So I, I think it starts starts in the outside and goes to the inside. As far as regional banks, I mean, I can see it. If if you really think there's a a, a you know quote unquote great reset. Uh, it's going to take centralization, and all those regional banks are are decentralized. So if you can move those into a you know it, it, eliminate them, absorb them, backstop them uh, with big money, which is just you know just big fiat, um, it, it's going to be easier to control once they all go to the J.P. Morgan's, the uh, the city banks or, or city group, whatever. So I, I see that as kind of a bigger picture when you zoom out. And on the on the Bitcoin thing, QW, I'm actually not worried. I think that, it, in fact, a part of me hopes this happens because that's going to force us into really thinking 
long and hard about creating these circular economies, right? We'll be forced to do it. And I think that's great. Look, there's 900 Bitcoin on in this epoch, right? Uh, till at least May of uh, 24, 900 Bitcoin a day that are being uh, generated by miners. We'll find a way of getting access to that, right? Maybe in exchange for goods and services. And there's, what is it? Over 90% or 90, maybe close to 95% of Bitcoin has already been issued. So it's all out there circulating. Do we really need fiat on ramps? Maybe it's, this is this is a good time for us to say let's exchange goods and services for Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for for me, I always look at it as an adoption standpoint. Um, just like you know, when you when you clog up the mempool, is it making it easier for anybody in their you know anybody to get Bitcoin at any time? Like you know, I, I just like building a Noster account. There's a there's an element of 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 uh, proof of work that's involved and just just getting set up. So you know if there's if you're taking away these mainstream avenues to adopt and then pull it out of exchange, uh, I think it just it, it it is it is putting the the, the the everyday normie you know on the back burner. So I I don't know I, I I know what you mean, but I also think any way we can make it easier um you know i love the cash apps of the world i love the uh the the strikes of the world uh just because you can download an app instantly deposit and, and buy bitcoin move it quickly if you needed to it's so simple it's kind of like the wallet of satoshi when it, when it when it comes to noster so um simplicity is great but if they start taking those on ramps off uh it, it, it you know i love the fact that you know i have my bitcoin you have yours you know, we're all buddies, but, uh, you know, I, I like to have more buddies if we can. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. So one other thing I want to talk about, QW, this is a, a wild, in, in my mind, a completely wild video of Jay Powell. I think he was testifying at a Senate hearing about a week ago, and I post, I clipped this video and I posted it. I think a, a senator from Nevada, if I'm not mistaken, was questioning him about, you know, they have this 2% target inflation number, right? And she was saying, like, where is that coming from? And Powell went on to explain that their view, and this this is this is the mind-boggling part for me, was like, it's like, yeah, we want people to focus on a lower inflation number, like 2%, because the more people start talking about higher inflation, the more it manifests itself, right? And I'm calling it calling this the Tinkerbell inflation hypothesis which is you know you know like tinkerbell <laughs> tinkerbell in peter pan right if you if you believe hard enough she'll come back to life so <laughs> and that's what they're saying with inflation if you believe that inflation is going to be six percent or eight percent or whatever it is it that's what it will be this is keynesian brain rot at play right and and these are the people who are, who are making policies that affect our day-to-day -day lives so if you if you haven't checked out that video of all talking about inflation please do it is hilarious. Yeah, and, and inflation just should be just called theft. And it's a, you know, I, I guess 2% is something we're so used to that you don't feel it over time. Um, kind of like, I don't know, if there's a, a one inch drop over a one foot uh, 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 linear feet, you don't notice it. Uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's a psychological thing. 2%, uh, we're just used to it. But over 30 years, when you look at what, uh, you know, five quarters is worth uh, versus uh, now. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's out of control at this point. I don't think he's ever going to get it back in control. It just goes to show banking bad was such a, such a good hashtag. And we got to stick with that one. Uh, 
Kirabi, before we bring our guests on uh, or, or kick off a lightning round, we haven't touched on the skull of Satoshi, which I was really hoping we'd go with orange piece. Right? I think the people have spoken and it is skull of Satoshi, right? You, that was you, that was something else. You know, I woke up <laughs> and I I saw your 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 um your survey on that. Which one which one do you pick? And I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. Um, I, I just looked at like there was a couple skulls, and I'm like, what is this from? So I started looking into it. Uh, it didn't it didn't dawn on me it was Orange Piece's hit piece or maybe Ripple's piece. Uh, but uh, it, 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 we went to town on that today. It, it was too easy. I mean, when they start doing that. Uh, Greenpeace, it's 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 terrible. I mean, there's there's no way you can say that uh, Bitcoin isn't at least trending to uh, uh, to a green uh, a green currency. Oh, it's completely disingenuous, right? It's yeah. so nakedly disingenuous that uh, you can't take these people seriously. And back when they started this, uh, changed the code or whatever campaign nonsense campaign, right? Uh, they put out a tweet, and this was back sometime in the fall of last year before we all moved to Nostra. And they put out a tweet, and someone like a Troy Cross would immediately ratio that tweet, like within seconds. Right. It was hilarious to watch uh, the Change the Code guys. Well, and that, yeah, Von, that, that Von Wong guy, uh, Von Wong, the guy that uh, created that. Yeah. Did you see his tweet uh, where he was talking about how he's 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 been getting bombarded with uh, green uh, Bitcoin uh enthusiasts and uh he's 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 really interested in learning about it because maybe he was just uh negligent in his uh his ways there but that's a lot of people a lot of people that aren't in the in the in the weeds on stuff they're uh they're just they have no idea they're, they're just thinking okay whatever the whatever the tv says that that that's what it is so i don't know i'd, I'd like to see that, that guy, guy do a full turnaround <laughs> he he is very very orange pillable in my view and I've heard it on the grapevine uh, through, through some of our secret sources, QW, that uh, our friends at uh, Bitcoin Magazine are talking to him to put and, and other conferences, right, are talking to him um, to potentially get that exhibit uh, outside the conferences. <laughs> so that would be brilliant. We, we absolutely need that. First of all, that piece is metal, is absolutely metal. Probably one of the best pieces of Bitcoin art I've ever seen. And we need to appropriate that ASAP. And I think we're doing it. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, like I said there earlier, that's uh, that's pure Streisand effect there is, is what it is. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, agree. So what, what do you think All about right. the timing, the timing on the green piece? Like, you know, the, the timing, it seems oh, yeah. like everything's coming at us right now uh, within the last week, uh, whether it's the cash app Hindenburg, the the uh, the the Greenpeace hit. I mean, those those are just kind of loose stuff. But uh, you look at like the um, the SEC coming at uh, Coinbase, uh, the Kraken Kraken suspending ACH. Um, there's a lot. It, it's just kind of a, a an avalanche of fluff coming at us. Uh, yeah. And and I you got to think there's no. It's not coincidental. That's 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 something they're trying to do just to kind of correlate with our choking us off type of thing. Um, you know, I thought Lynn Alden said pretty, something pretty cool. Uh, she was talking in the 1940s, the last time the public debt was this high, the state banned people from fleeing to alternate ledgers as they destroyed their own ledger. So I think we're seeing a lot of that. If you're seeing these banks failing like that, you're seeing that, you know, they're doing another uh, emergency meeting today with uh, Yellen. Uh, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't see. 
And I think that they're they're coming at us hard right now. Um, just because just because we have a ledger, uh, we have an escape plan, uh, and you know history always repeats. You know, it, it may not repeat, but it rhymes. So, and I think that's what that yeah. whole operation choke point. You know, when when we do hashtag choke point, it's really what they're doing. They're coming from a place of weakness, and that's my opinion. Yeah. Look, I I struggle with. So agreed. Agreed with everything you said. The only thing I struggle with here is, I these these are these people we're talking about here are clowns, right? And so to to think that they they can do a coordinated campaign or at least pull off a coordinated campaign with any level of success is is a bit of a stretch for me. So we'll see. Maybe yeah. there is some loose coordination, but beyond that, I, it's just hard for me to. To think that there, you know, there's some secret dark master behind the scenes who's pulling the strings and getting these things to work like clockwork. Because I mean, we've seen them in action on in other areas, right? Yeah. Um, these regulators and what have you. Well, if we had any way to follow the money, <laughs> it would make a lot more sense. <laughs> but there, there's just no way to know. Uh, there, there really isn't. Yeah. But I, I do pick up patterns when I see that in my. Uh, my mind tends to uh, lean to conspiracy, you know, that, that's just uh, me having fun and being imaginative. Uh, but uh, I will say it's, there's a lot there, um, you know, and that whole Caitlin Long custodia bank getting and not allowed, the, the, the grayscale ETF, all this stuff just kind of leads to the same, same, uh, you know, backroom smoky deals going on. And, and I don't know. So yeah, there, there might be more to it. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But QW, uh, talking yeah, about I'm seeing, ready. Oh, <laughs> or are you ready? I'm ready. It's a big to moment. Hear. <laughs> so let's bring. We, we need our lightning round. So let's bring our friends from the Nostra Pod up on stage. Mr. Main Street Chungus, Mr. Condalorian. Wow, big moment. How are you, gentlemen? Or or gentle people? I'm sorry, I'm assuming people's <laughs> genders here. There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm waiting on. I'm waiting to hear corn. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll do. We're gonna start with a quick intro from corn. Okay. And then, uh, we'll head into the top top news stories of the week. And Island made it up here. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's a bug with with Ness. Yeah, CW. yeah. He might have um, he might have been talking the last uh, Ness. So that was that's what it was. It pulls them back up. Yeah. So, Island, my apologies, but I have sent you back to the audience. Cool. Um, epic zapper. <laughs> Island is an epic zapper, for sure. Uh, Corn, so, Corn, you want to give a quick intro? No, we cannot hear you. Hey, uh, yeah. KW, Derek wants to, he's got his hand up. Maybe he can help us with this. Do you want to pull him up real quick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I saw Semisoul was trying to get up, I think, at the beginning, too. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure Korn uses an iPhone. So if he's using Safari, he's unmuted himself multiple times. To me, that means he's trying to talk, and Safari just just doesn't work that well with Ness. Like, so he probably can't even hear us talking to him right now. So uh -huh. 
Uh, if it were me, I'd put him back down in the audience and tell him to, to use Chrome for a different browser than Safari. He can he can hear us. He's on Firefox. On um, well, good. That's good. Okay. Well, then Firefox and yeah, Firefox works on an iPhone. Are you on your iPhone, Corn? Then the only thing, other thing I would say is uh, use um, try using headphones. Bluetooth or wired. A Mac, Mac computer? Macos? What's a Macos computer? Wired headphone. Oh, Mac OS. Ah. Mac OS with Firefox. That makes more sense than Macos. So, Derek, when we did this, we, we did a test run yesterday, and it worked with Corn. So now, for some reason, it isn't. Okay. I think he has the same setup. Yeah, I'm... Not sure why if, if it was working, but I all I know is is that Jam outright says that Safari has bugs with Nest and WebRTC. So to use something else. Okay. Well. Cool. Yeah, that, that's okay. I think we'll uh, we'll keep Corn's voice a secret for a little while longer. For now, yeah, he left, so maybe he's swapping it up. Uh, well, he's back. You know, maybe that's what it is. You know, like Satoshi came down and just wants him to to stay undoxed for a little bit while longer. The world wasn't ready for his voice yet. Yeah. Still can't hear you, Colin. And he's gone. Okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna it, go with this stories. Yeah, why don't why don't we go with the lightning round, Chungus? Yeah. Um, I, I, real quick, sorry, Derek, do you mind if we move you back? Um, oh absolutely kick me out man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Buddy. <laughs> Go ahead, Chungus. I know Colin's okay. trying, but I think he's still got a... Sorry, I thought you had... So okay, much. so just like you guys mentioned in the beginning, we we uh, the big news of the of the week for all of us is corn pumping. And we're not talking about corn DeLorean here. We're talking about our beloved Bitcoin. So Bitcoin starts the week at 36.18 Moscow time and ends at 35.27 Moscow time. Moscow time is the only time when it goes down, it's good for Bitcoin. So steady, lads. Most Bitcoiners are not surprised by the price action as there is a current banking crisis unfolding, if you haven't heard. And Bitcoin being a digital bearer asset that has no counterparty risk should do well in this environment. And speaking of banking crisis, Credit Suisse joins SVB, Silvergate, and Signature in collapsing, requiring UBS to buy them out for $2 billion. All this happening while Jerome Powell still hikes uh, 25 basis points. In background, all this, um, the Fed announces the FedNow payment processing will roll out in July. Most of us, I think, are convinced that this is a precursor to a CBDC. And not to be deterred, the Flor Florida announces legislation to ban the CBDCs, and Ted Cruz announces a bill to stop the Fed from adopting a CBDC. So pack your bags, you might have to go to Texas or Florida. The confluence of all these events prompted Bellagi to offer a $1 million bet that Bitcoin would moon to a million dollars in 90 days. I don't even think Max Keezer is this bullish. Who could forget that we had Nostrica this week? I know I forgot. It feels like it was about a month ago, but it was really just Monday earlier this week. Nostrica has made a pilgrimage to the city of Utiva in Costa Rica to discuss the future of Nostra. The best quote that we could find from the conference comes from Brian who says, I've attended countless technology and industry conferences in my career, 
Nashika is different. Different. It's refreshing to be in a space with builders and not have conversations drowned out by corporations and VCs. What an awesome community. We can't agree more. Many topics were discussed, but some of the most lively conversations centered on the potential monetization models for Nostra clients. Could they be subscription-based, a percent of zaps, feature bounties? The possibilities are endless. There was also demonstrations of new technologies like a Telegram-like chat, Plebster, as well as what's in store for Nostra Plebs and Nests. And let's not forget the earthquake and Tatum Turnup showing off his fashion skills at the conference. I think everybody had a great time at the conference and I wish I was there. Maybe next next year we'll have actual NOS report um, reporters there. And we did have our own Mars there reporting on the on the sidelines. So uh, be sure to check out her posts. And that's the rundown of the week's news. So stay classy, Noster. Thank you, Chungus. Sure. Sure. Can you hear me? Uh-oh. Yes. Oh, <laughs> wow. The the man himself, Gondalorian. How are go, you, sir? There we go. Hey, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> All good, my friend. Well, Corn, since we've gone through the lightning round already, but this is the first time clubs are hearing your voice, the meme lord of Nostra. Why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into Bitcoin, how you got into Nostra? And uh, anything to add to uh, the lightning round? Yeah, uh, you know, I have to keep my helmet on, and uh, so that's why I sound this way. Okay, so. <laughs> this is the way. Um, yeah, this is yeah, this is the way. This is the way. <clears throat> um, so my Bitcoin story, uh, not really anything special. Uh, heard about Bitcoin years ago, early on. Uh, ignored it, didn't really think much about it. Didn't make sense to me how you could make a digital money, uh, you know, thinking about uh, JPEGs and PDFs and how easily digital things can be copied and sent around. So didn't really pay attention to it. Uh, probably three or four years ago, uh, let's see, this would have been was it 2017 or 2018 when it, it, it ran up to like 19,000? Um, and then it crashed way back down. So I, I started paying attention to it then, um, started learning about it and didn't really understand it. Had a couple friends who were sort of into it, but not really. Just They, they knew a little bit, but that was enough to whet my appetite and um, really dug into how... Bitcoin works like for me to get into anything I really need to understand the how um, before I can understand the why and so really spent time studying you know um, how blocks are mined how transactions are, uh, are sent um, concepts of storage and public private keys um, it was all, all a lot of new things to me probably as, as it is to everybody but um just really became addicted to it almost, probably not almost, <laughs> um, and, and just the, you know, it, the, the saying, you know, the rabbit hole, the deeper you go, the more you find 
there is to learn. And so it's like the more you learn, the more you realize you don't understand. And 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 then that that led to being interested in learning about money, the history of money, you know, reading the, the Bitcoin standard and and some of these other writings by um, you know really the the minds in Bitcoin and I mean it just completely changed my my whole out view on on everything really politics um, finances my personal life um, my work life <laughs> and and so yeah so a few, few years later um, here I am and just trying to stack as much as I can like everybody and hang on for dear life with the ups and downs and uh, keep the lights on at home and you know I'm just just a normal guy like like uh, like every other corn DeLorean out there. <laughs> no, like like everybody, I'm just a normal guy. Um, just having some fun here. And uh, but but yeah, Bitcoin is amazing, and uh, I I call it the eighth wonder of the world, and I really believe that. Um, yeah. So let, let me let me my, here's my rant. Let me just ask you because uh, I, I just think about this stuff a lot, and you know I'm a new father. Um, I believe you you have kids, right? Or one kid or something. You you, you have a second generation. Um, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, at, two, at, two, two little ones. As you look at the world today and you uh, you read about all this stuff as you're getting orange-pilled, um, how much do you think about them? Oh, all the time. Um, you know, my, part of my, a big part of my background, I'm, I'm a, I grew up in a very uh, spiritual home and and that has carried into my adulthood. Um, I may not always show it when I'm uh, online, but <laughs> um, but but spirituality is a big part of my life, and and so Bitcoin is probably the the first next thing that has really just completely reshaped my worldview, um, the way my spirituality did in my upbringing, and so thinking about my kids and their future and you know it it yeah I think any parent you know we all just want the best for our kids and, and it, as soon as you're responsible for their life everything changes and so every decision you make becomes about setting them up for success when they're old enough to go out on their own and uh Bitcoin is is absolutely right at the top of, of my priority list for them. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Amazing. Beautiful. And what about Nostra Condolorian? Uh what was your journey there? I mean, you were you had a pretty reasonable sized following on Twitter. I mean, some of your dunks are or Twitter dunks are legendary, right? And you had that meme of as the <laughs> As the Hulk on uh, on uh, you know it was you on Twitter versus you on Nostra, and then you're this sort of soft-spoken, happy guy on on Nostra, and this absolute maniac on Twitter destroying <laughs> people. What was your story there? Um, yeah. So I, before I got into Bitcoin Twitter, I was more into political Twitter, politics, and that got uh, just really exhausting. So I. I kind of gave that up and around the time I got into Bitcoin, um, really enjoyed Bitcoin Twitter, 
much more fun crowd than um, just straight politics, uh, especially the memes. You know, I love obviously love memes, so that became a big part of my of my Twitter uh, experience. And you know, I think just this. It, the same experience I've seen others talk about on Noster, Twitter really, there's just something about it that it almost brings out the worst in you. <laughs> um, and I don't, and I, I don't know, that, that's probably a whole episode on its own. But, um, but, it, but it just does. You know, you, you have to make noise to be heard. You have to, you have to strike harder than, than you were struck. Um, and and so I had fun doing that, you know, and I tried to tried to have fun doing it. But as soon as I got on Noster, it was just a different um, a different atmosphere, a different vibe, and I really liked it. I really felt like I could be more um, actually more my authentic self. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not typically that person who strikes out fast and hard. Um, I, I will. I'm willing to. If needed, but uh, that's not my go-to. That's not my default. Uh, my default is to really, honestly, try to be a nice, a friend. Um, and so I, I, I feel like Noster has, has Noster is a place where I, I actually feel more authentic than I ever did on Twitter. This is the way. Absolutely. <laughs> So, QW, we're still waiting for um, uh, Marseille to join to give us the Nostrica update. I don't see her in the audience yet. So maybe, Con, uh, do you want to weigh in on some of the stories that Chunkus just went through, the top stories um, in our lightning round? Yeah, let me pull up the... Or maybe you want to talk about how you got involved in the Nostra report as well, um, as, as, as one of the chosen few to start. Me or Chungus? Uh, well, Chungus did that time. last week, so I, I'm interested how you oh, got involved gotcha. too. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead, Chungus. It was probably pretty similar. That's. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, when was it back? I guess January, right? Um, you know, we were January, all done. January 24th was our first post. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was, if I remember right, it was right before, um, it was right before Snowden joined Noster. Yeah. And, you know, we were all having fun uh, posting memes and, and, you know, sending invoices and, and everything. And Doc reached out to me and, that, hey, I have this idea. Um, just wondering if, if it's something that you might have an interest in in helping me with. And you know, the basically the need we saw was because everything on Nostra is real time. You know, there's if, if you if hey, you're guys. gone for an hour. Hey, Mars, Marseille, Marseille. Sorry, yeah, Marseille, having some technical issues, but I'm ready. Well, I'll be I'll be short finishing this up then. Yeah, but you know, so Noster, you miss a you miss an hour, you miss an eternity, and so 
the idea was just to create a way, you know, for a few of us, whoever was involved, to kind of capture whatever's going on and then provide a report of it. And, you know, we're having fun doing it and we've got some ideas of what we want to do next and and hope hopefully people keep liking it and you know we can provide that value you know the value for value um so far i think we have and i, I think we're all just learning together really what makes Noster um, tick and how we each fit into that so well you guys have done an amazing job with the Nostropod, and I, I mentioned this both to Doc and to Chungus the last couple of times they were on, right? If, if I miss something, then I turn to the report, and I feel like I've caught up. So thank you for your service, Gondalorian and, and Ch Mr. Chungus. Uh, QW, super excited to welcome our on-the-ground, or the Nostropods, I should say, on-the-ground reporter from Nostrica, Marseille. Marseille. Welcome. Welcome. Hey guys, how are you? Doing good. How are you doing? doing? <laughs> I'm good here, running a little bit up and down uh, with Mr. Mo and Prince Philip, but I'm good. Well, Marseille, I appreciate you joining the uh, the show to give us an update. So, from your perspective, and if you, maybe you could talk a little bit about your story as well, uh, Marseille. You know how you got into Bitcoin, how you got into Nostra. If I, if I, and I, you know, you were amazing on the two panels you were on, uh, and I think what I gathered from those were you live in Costa Rica. You're from there. Is that is that correct? Yes and no. <laughs> I am yes, Costa Rican. Okay. Um, I recently moved back here. I used to live in Belize, but I don't live there anymore. Um, and right now I'm doing a little bit of a digital moment kind of format in my life. So yes and no. Got it. So what is your, are you a Bitcoiner or did you just get into Nostra when it was, when it became big? Well, actually, uh, I started with Bitcoin. I became, so I work in marketing and PR, and I got in. Marseille, I think we've lost your audio. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, now we can. Oh. Yes. Sorry. Okay, so I started in an, an um, I saw an app. I just didn't know about Bitcoin, so I applied to the job, and it was a company about the ages that I worked for only worked with clients in the space, so Bitcoiners or like just in the space. So I didn't know anything about Bitcoin. That was like two years ago. Um, but I've been lucky enough to work with people like UPR for people that are maxis that have taught me a lot. Uh, and that's how I got into this, by learning from them. Um, one of the people that I worked with is um, Samson Mo uh, with Gen3 and Prince Philip, which are like great teachers to have. And yeah, that's that's how I started. I just realized something was missing, and I didn't know it was like Bitcoin was going to give me that. Yeah, for sure. And uh, 
And you joined, I, I presumably you were part of the early wave that joined Nostra, right? Around the December, January timeframe. Yeah, it, funny story. So I was in El Salvador in November and I saw a friend and I'm like, what do you have on your phone? And he's like, oh, Nostra. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And he's like, oh, here, I'll teach you. And I just forgot about it. And then in December, I was talking to a friend and he's like, oh, have you been on Nostra? I'm like, no, I heard about it, but I'm not on it. And he's like, you should open up an account and you should like go ahead and do it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll try. And I went in and created like my set of keys and whatever. I never used it again. And then... Marseille, we've lost you again. <laughs> we kind of like wait to see. If oh, guys, I'm so there sorry. She is. <laughs> where did you? Where did? Where, where did you last heard me? You so, said you had created you your keys. I can hear you now. You said you would yeah. created your keys. Yeah. Yeah, I created my keys and whatever. Forgot about it. And then one one day, my friend that helped me create my keys was like hey so jack is looking for people to help them uh, help him put up set up a, a conference in in losada in costa rica about noster and i'm like oh i could i could help with that that'll be really cool i love events i want to do that i just don't know anything about noster and i don't even know where my keys are at right <laughs> so i he Marseille, we've lost you again. Guys, I know exactly what happens. Is that my phone gets blocked and I stop and I stop being able to speak? Ah, like, oh, that's oh. that happened to Abby oh. before. We 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 we've crossed that bridge before, so that's good. At least we know that's the right. problem now. Yeah, because it's so wonderful when you speak. It's yeah. nice to listen to you, and then all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this is what happened. I realize now what the problem is. But okay, so yeah, I I was I was I was tagging a Twitter thread in a in a Noster thread looking for people that wanted to help. I was actually moving back from Belize to, to Guanacaste where I'm from. Nosara is in Guanacaste. And I was thinking to just gonna you know what, I'm gonna go there for like two weeks and just like surf every day and chill because I really need it. And um that conference just seemed like the right thing to do. Not chill, but definitely the right thing to do. And I went into the document put on my name my information got pulled into the group chat and started coordinating the event with like the most amazing people on earth and that's how it happened <laughs> that's quite the story marseille so now we some of our us unfortunately all of us on the stage other than you unfortunately were not able to attend we did catch as much as we could on the video stream and it looked incredible but from your perspective, someone who's on the ground, who helped organize the event, could you give us a rundown maybe of the, of the top highlights, what stood out for you with the event? Well, I hope next time we have more time. <laughs> That'll be wonderful. Please, Jack, give us more time next time. Um, what stood out? I think the vibe on a whole was super cool. Like, um, people were just nice and vibrant and easy going and that was just amazing so yeah that definitely stood out to me the like 
the vibe in general is an amazing like feel good energy chill people that were just there to learn and to to be better at what they were doing and at what they at what they wanted so yeah it, it just everybody was just there to learn to, to talk to each other about what they felt passionate about and i don't know that's i said it a lot like everybody here is an og everybody here has like a feel good early adopters new wave energy and and that that was crisis and amazing what was the standout panel for you Master for non-devs, because <laughs> I'm not a dev and I could barely understand anything else. So that really helped like make it easier. I think um, there's a lot of content creators that can make a lot uh, without being developers, but need to understand more about how it works. Right now it's very raw. So for me, on this once I've been studying like crazy to understand Master. And that's something that um, not everyone has a, the time or the energy to do. There goes the phone. <laughs> ah, it did it again. I'm sorry. I thought I was avoiding it. <laughs> um, I, I said that the Nasser for non-dev panel was the best for me because as a non as a non-dev, I have a lot of questions, and I'm sure a lot of contributors that are non-dev have questions too. Um, and that panel just really helped. Uh, Jeff really like made it easy for everyone to understand like Nasser for dummies way because I had to read a lot to understand and I had to like look up a lot of information and thankfully I have friends that know I have devs that are me but not everybody can do that that's great so QW Chungus Corn do you have any questions for Marseille? Yeah, I mean, it looks like everyone just ate steaks and raved at night um, from some of the pictures. So it looks like some pretty fatty uh, uh, steaks and then uh, some 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 nice raves at night. So how's that mixed together? Um, I have to say that this is a conference that I partied the last. <laughs> so, last year, I spent my whole year at conferences and every night was a different party. But I don't know if it was the heat or the fact that I was working so hard, but by the end of the day, it was crashing. But the little tiny bits of party at dinner parties that I got were amazing. And I think people, well, the bunch of Bitcoiners, they're all down for me. Uh, the interesting thing is that Awake is a, a vegan center, right? So we really had to convince Govinda to let all these Bitcoiners bring in all the meat and eat. And that's something that I'm sure we should all say thank you to Govinda because that was hard for him to accept. But it gave us a very big variety of of food in general. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So the Awake was a vegan center and, and you had a, a giant grill with these uh, fat porterhouses or whatever the heck kind of cuts they were um, just just smoking away. Uh, that's 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 interesting. That's that's, you know, that, that is very uh, courageous of her. I have a question. Yeah, he, yeah, go ahead. Um, sorry. Uh, how did the um, how did the the local people they you know they they're being inundated by all these? Uh, I think it's three hundred ostriches coming down into uh, Costa Rica. How did they 
Um, how do you all react when they saw everybody? Well, I think I wish uh, like Bitcoin Jungle was here or Lee, right? You should definitely see they're willing to come because uh, I remember Lee telling me like vendors are blowing up my phone because they're amazed about the amount of Bitcoin that they have received and the amount of payments. Like every single venue that had a party for Noster that that time, like that like during those days, ran out of whatever they were selling. So they ran out of beer, they ran out of food, they ran out of everything. Everyone was running out of everything. Because uh, Bitcoiners just want to spend Bitcoin, which is kind of illogical sometimes. Like, yeah, everybody just wants to use Lightning. And Bitcoin Jungle has a very cool setup. So it was easy for everybody to just like, and, and the education, like the grassroots education that Bitcoin Jungle has, like their approach has been so um, like dedicated, like down to the T with the, with the details for people to know what they're doing. It's great. Yeah, I, th I mean, that's important. Uh, Bitcoin Jungle and they're uh, kind of taking that template, what they do and uh, incorporating in, in other parts of the world that are trying to do the same thing. Uh, but they're learning from scratch. Um, it, it'd be it, I, I just think there's a lot to learn from that in general. Um, I don't know how you can, you know, kind of make a template of that, a blueprint and, and pass it around to, to other parts of the world. But uh, that's it seems like they've just been uh, above and beyond. Um there's a few there's a few little meccas in, around the world but uh that's 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 very interesting what they do and uh the fact that you can go there and see it in person uh that's got to be pretty powerful it, it was very powerful and i think it well we've been my my, my week has been a little like, crazy because my week started well last week i was at the beach like running a non-conference, being very formal, doing panels without shoes. And then the rest of the week I spent talking to government officials about Bitcoin adoption, right? So I've gone from both sides of the spectrum in the past seven days. Um, and interesting enough, most of the questions that I've received, one of the things that I've been able to do is validate Bitcoin adoption and circular economies just by showing the impact that um, Nostrica had in the vendors that already take Bitcoin in uh, Bitcoin Jungle. Well, look, I, it, it, everything you've described, and I, I read your reports for the Nost report, it just, all it did was give me massive FOMO. And so there is no way I'm missing the next uh nostrica and then Q qw i'm sure well your your life situation is a little different but i'm sure you're feeling that way yeah yeah i mean uh my wife always wanted to go to costa rica um uh, we have a uh, uh an eight week year old i have an eight eight week year old son so uh you know there's not a lot I can do, um, but uh, short mm -hmm. of uh, uh, sleep deprivation. But uh, it's it's fun. I mean, I, I saw the pictures. I saw the you know uh, I read the reports. Um, saw a little bit of the uh, the, um, the the live streams. Um, but uh, you know, all it did uh, in the end just made me want to be there um, and, and meeting people from the community too. Uh, it, it's it's just a powerful feeling. I think everybody came out of there with the same uh, just just wow factor of uh you know the technology is cool the uh you know using bitcoin's cool but being around like like-minded plebs is, is probably the uh 
uh, what, what takes a cake overall. Indeed. Gondalorian, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I had really bad FOMO uh, watching virtually. And it, it was funny the week or a couple weeks before the conference. Um, my, my wife is not on Noster and she, she doesn't understand it, but she's happy that I'm happy. And um, <laughs> so, anyway, she saw something about um, Costa Rica and, and was like, are, are you going to Costa Rica? And I'm like, I, I think I would have told you if that was going to happen. Um, but, but then she, she got interested in that and we just, we couldn't make it, we couldn't make it work. Sorry, my daughters. Sorry. Um, we couldn't make it work. We had, she had just taken vacation for another trip. And then she's got a work trip in a couple weeks. But, man, we really hope we can make um, a, a future conference or meetup or something. Uh, you know, sad to miss the inaugural event, but uh, it was fun joining virtually as, as much as I could. Yeah, for sure. So, folks, why don't we circle back Unless someone has, uh, anyone has any questions about, further questions about Nostrica for Marseille or Marseille, if you have anything else to say about Nostrica. If not, I think there's, um, we should circle back to our, the potential banking crisis that we have on our hands, the conversation that QW and I were having at the beginning of the show. Think we scared Marseille off. Uh, Condalorian, we haven't heard your view on it. You, uh, I think the banking bad meme was uh, came out of a of a back and forth that you and I were having, and I think you were the one who landed on banking bad. What do you think of the the week's events? Yeah, the the banking bad. Uh, it was one of those progressions where one idea led to another and I don't remember who replied what and then banking bad came out of it but what a what a great hashtag um, what a tragic hashtag too I guess but yeah I, I I've never so prior to Bitcoin finances did not make sense to me <laughs> uh, money didn't make sense to me um, I didn't grow up in a family where money was uh, handled well and so you know we we just did what it took to get by um, but so like the 2008 crisis didn't really it didn't really register for me um, how bad things were because I just didn't understand the world um, and having now learned about Bitcoin and learned at least what I have about money and how all that works. Um, yeah, just what a, what a mess. Um, I'm, I'm really thankful that we have Bitcoin. Um, I think I would have a lot more anxiety about the future if I didn't know about it, um, if I didn't have that. But uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, here's an important question for you, Con. 
is Bitcoin going to be a million dollars by June 15th of 2023? My wife will be very happy if it is. <laughs> Are you going to uh, meme it to one million? Let's do it. Yeah. Meme Let's it to it. a million. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Meme it to a million. <laughs> if you but, if meme it, it will come. It, exactly. Well, this is like Powell's uh, Tinkerbell inflation, right? Yeah. It's uh, you, you, you meme inflation to 2%, or at least that's yeah. what he thinks. I have a question for you guys. Um, I look at this, you know, speaking about the banking crisis, um, I look at this, I'm like, how is this not going to completely implode on itself? And I'm just waiting for like a, a shoe to drop. And I'm constantly waffling between um, like, do, do I have even, is it even any money safe in a bank? And yeah, it's safe because they'll, they'll come and just print more and put it back in your bank account. But I don't see how they can get out of this. If, if the Fed keeps raising interest rates, the value of the bonds go down. People, if we go into recession, people are going to need money out of their account. If you lose your job, if you go, you know, either you're going to lose your job or you're going to want to go invest and try to beat inflation, you're going to be pulling money out. I just don't see how this doesn't explode. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big doom loop uh, believer. I, I think uh, when you look at all the sovereign debt and and it's just a global thing, you know, it's it's not even we we always look in our little bubble here in the states or or wherever. But uh, you look at Europe, um, you look at the debt levels in around the world. Uh, I just don't see a way out of uh, any of it. Um, you know, everything we touch, you know, you, the, the, the dam starts bursting and then they try to fix it real quick and then the, the next thing breaks. So it's, uh, it, I mean, Bitcoin gives me the, uh, the hope, you know? Yeah. That's the only way I can sleep the last week. But then, um, I think really the only way out of it is this fed now. And I had never heard about fed now until just a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was even this week when they rolled out that article saying it's coming out in July, but that has to be the only way out for them is you get consolidate everybody into a couple big banks and then you bail out those couple banks to say, okay, if you're going to, if I'm going to bail you out, you're going to have to use this system. And then bam, next thing you know, it's a CBDC and we all like it's monopoly money. Now it's really going to be monopoly money. If it's a CBDC. Yeah. Guys, I'm Yes. Marce, I saw you had your hand up. I actually have a question for you following up on what Chunkus was just saying, right? So, you know, we're all sitting here in, in the U.S., you spread across the country. Uh, and so we have, a, a, you know, a very specific perspective, maybe American-centric perspective on this. What is your view, you know, being in Costa Rica, the land of Pura Vida, and, you know, it's, it's just everyone seemingly anyway everyone seems happy surfing and eating incredible food and you know looking at these amazing birds and in the jungle and what have you uh what is your view on on from you know from the perspective from there on what's going on well i feel like i might not have the same view as the average costa rican because i have seen it uh i'm not here all the time right and i was living in a very poor country just a few months ago so my perspective is basically the perspective of someone that knows that the crisis is here and that has lived like i mean i spent the whole like 
COVID lockdown in Belize, who's a country that 80% of their GDP is tourism, right? And US dollars and their, and their money is to the US dollar. So it's it, it my point of view here might be the same way that everyone else has in the country. However, in Costa Rica right now, the government has done something very interesting, which is that instead like they have accumulated US dollars, the central bank in a way, to make sure that the price of the colon stays higher than the US dollar. So the US dollar has devalued devalued tons in the past few months here. So in December, it was like 800 colonies to one US dollar, and right now it's 533 colonies to one US dollar, which is insane. And that has been the lowest I've seen it since I was like 10 years old. Um, for a country that's basically coming, like all of our income comes from foreign investment, is either exports, uh, tourism, or um, yeah, like, uh, or companies that come and invest, like in, transnational companies that come and invest in the country. At first, Costa Ricans earning in colones, sending and selling stuff in US dollars, thought that was a great thing. But like, to, to people buying here and investing here is becoming a bad thing. So what's happening is that companies are letting people go because of the, of the effect of the, um, I don't know, like the, the value of the US dollars. So might not be the same problem that you guys are feeling because we're not having a bank, a, a possible bank run right now. We're not having like a, a banking crisis per se. And the government is trying to sell the narrative that that won't affect us at all. And that's why our coin is still like valuable. And that's why the US dollar is losing value. But from a perspective of someone that has seen the effect that has on tourism, uh, the perspective that I have uh, growing up in where the money that was coming in was from my mom working in tourism, I see that um, we are doomed. And if we don't change our, our way of living and or, or bringing in um, money into, the, into, like doing money in the country, because the thing is that the, the way the financial system in this country works is very rigged, we are, we are doomed. Um, the solutions right now here are tax, tax more. So yeah, it's a very different perspective than the one I have. It's a very different situation that, than what you guys are living, but it's still a crisis and I see it. I see it in the price of things. And even though the cologne is worth more money, um, I still I can buy less things. So the cologne is worth more US dollars right now, but however, that is still not enough to live the way I used to live. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's my perspective right there. How close do you think, Marseille, uh, you are, Costa Rica is to pulling an El Salvador and going on on a full Bitcoin standard? Very far away. <laughs> very far away. Costa Rica is a very, it's a country that's very proud of their democracy and it's very polarized. We have several political parties, opinion is heard. Um, and, and there's a lot of people in power that don't see a benefit like don't see a benefit in, in living under a Bitcoin standard. So we're not pulling on El Salvador anytime soon. That's not going to happen. Our president used to be used to work for the World Bank. He got fired for sexual harassment. So he, that's what we have in power right now. Yeah, and, saying, for, yeah go ahead. Um, Costa Rica, for my, they, there's a lot of uh, bilingual people in Costa Rica. Is it true? There that is. There's a lot of, so I think that's the most bilingual country in south in central south america 
And the, for that, one of those reasons is a lot of U.S. and world corporations set up um, subsidiaries or corporations in Costa Rica. And so there's a lot of influence from other countries in, in that country in particular in South America or Central America. Yeah, and we are owned by by the IMF, terribly owned by the IMF. Right now, they just gave us a bunch of money. So, yeah, they own us. And I, during uh, COVID, I, I went to Belize. I was uh, I stayed at uh, Ambergues K or San, San Pedro. Uh, I thought it was interesting that their first language uh, was was English, and the uh, it was the country down there that was, I guess, owned by the Queen at one time, or that she reigned there. Uh, and then a lot of U.S. dollars was kind of uh, the, the way they uh, the way they transacted. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's a it's an interesting um, when you feel the inflation of the the states uh, at a at a, in a country that uh, is is that far away that that's kind of the native currencies is, is is interesting how that may affect your your prices of commodities. Yeah, Belize is interesting because they used to belong to to the to the UK, well, to England, to the crown. The, the, the king is still Belize's king. Um, so they are part of the Commonwealth. Um, and they they became independent in, in 1981. So they're only 40 years old, 40 something years old, right? Um, so Belize, I did it again. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> you caught yeah. it. You're good, though. You got it. You're just tipping right off the boat for a second. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So Belize is interested in the, in that sense. Now, I've had um, a particular view of Belize's economy because my ex's uncle is the secretary of economy or something like that. So he runs the purse, right? And I hear that man be stressed out all the time because, like, you gotta p keep the peg, right? And the peg is that one Belize dollar equals two U.S. dollars. It's not easy keeping that peg. Right, right, right. Especially when there's not enough U.S. dollars coming in. So the politics, it they're interesting because on the streets, when tourism is good, you have U.S. dollars on the streets and everybody has U.S. dollars. It's not hard to, to have U.S., right? But during the pandemic and right afterwards, just until recently, you wouldn't see a dollar on the street. And that, that was interesting because um, I, I well I when I first moved to Belize uh, I lived in Ambergris too or in San Pedro and they use U.S. dollars there everywhere right yes yeah. and then and then if you go now you see it well you see it more but let's say six months ago you couldn't find U.S. dollars yeah, it was well, very easy but, yeah, it, it was when, when everything when the global meltdown was happening, you saw the dollar uh, soar from, let's say, 100 to 120 or, or whatever it was. Uh, it was kind of like the cash is king mentality. And, and the dollar was just kind of the dollar uh, wrecking ball. So, I mean, anybody that was using it on the outskirts or, the, or pegged to it, um, they, they really felt it. And, and maybe at that point they were just holding on to it, you know. Yeah, they, they definitely. And there were. There weren't any dollars on the streets of Belize because there aren't any U.S. citizens coming in to spend it, right? So how do you get something that the bank won't give you? For me, for example, if I was in Belize, right, and I wanted to go to the U.S. and I needed U.S. dollars and I wanted to leave the country with U.S. dollars, I would have to go to the central bank and get an authorization from the central bank for my bank to give me U.S. dollars. 
So that's how control they have it now, because if not, they will lose the peg. Yeah, that's nuts. Bitcoin fixes this. Yeah, I've had interesting conversations with the with the Secretary of Economy, I believe, about Bitcoin. They're not ready. Yeah, you so made QW, a comment about. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Controller. Sorry, just yeah, real quick. Uh, Marce made a comment about the amount of control they have, and I, you know, I really feel like everything that's going on in the, the banking and finance world really kind of circles circles back or boils down to, to that, um, and that is control. Uh, who has control? And I think we see that more and more. Especially with uh, you know now talks of Fed now and, and you know there's there's debate over is that a stepping stone to a CBDC or not but but it certainly centralizes um, things even more and the more it's centralized the more control that central authority has and so thank thank goodness for Bitcoin. Indeed, indeed, Con. So, QW, I was thinking since we're at the one hour, 10 minute mark or so, this might be a good time to end the recording and then have an open discussion with the plebs. Yep. So, I'm, we're I'm good to it. end the recording? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's see if anybody wants to come up.